Hello everybody and welcome to episode 3. Episode 3 already. Only once you start something, record and evaluate continuously, do you actually get to notice the growth and trajectory of the path that you have chosen to embark on. In other instances though, the growth and trajectory on the path is more subtle. And then all at once you notice it, without recording, without evaluating. You just wake up and boom, something is different. I like a more iterative approach to my conscious learning. I like to record, evaluate, make changes and compare to my baseline. More often, of late, I wake up and boom. I hope you've had a good week. And I hope too that in some ways you have been more reflective, noticing your patterns, maybe challenging your thoughts and even slaying your own dragons. I am always grateful for the feedback I get. Thank you so much. My last week started with a group trauma debriefing and containment. I work closely with trauma in the hospital where I work as well as in my practice. My approach to people in general is that we all show up having been traumatized. Some of the trauma is more obvious, like when a family member has died and the family needs to hear that. The real honesty that they display is what I love about this work. It is in those moments that ego, fear, pretense disappears. And the pain that is raw and visceral needs a space. I am trained to create that space. I got into this work after having an insensitive person tell my mom and I that my dad had passed on. Her approach was callous and uninformed. I remember it too well. Later, after my kids and I had been held up at gunpoint in two separate home invasions, we were assigned a trauma counsellor. His discomfort was palpable. It was difficult for me to be open and honest when my concern had to be for him, not to mention my own children. This was not a safe space. Now I know this work is not for everyone, but I love it. Holding spaces in the perception of the weakest of human experience comes easy for me. I can manage and contain and hold the emotions tightly. I can help a client start the trauma healing process by allowing them to fully immerse themselves in it if that's what they need. My experience and personal need has enabled this. As I was saying, some traumatic experiences are easy to pinpoint and recall and process, while others, mm, not so much. Oftentimes, we don't consciously even acknowledge the pain. We suppress it deep within us until it manifests as interpersonal challenges, behavioral dysregulation, or even illness. Recent research on epigenetics has proven how your behavior and environment can influence disease. And trauma work is important, if not crucial. I was lucky to meet yet another teacher this week, a Catholic priest, very, very ill, and at a stage where he's contemplating the life that was and negotiating the journey ahead. 
a painful time for him both literally and figuratively we have been unpacking his life's traumas and at this stage of his life his brutal honesty and need to confront his paper tigers are indeed a marvel to witness we spoke about my ramblings as well and his perspective on loneliness was quite inspired he believes like me that loneliness is a human condition but he believes it is a necessary one so instead of the continuum by my design of loneliness on the one end and connection on the other he speaks of a continuum in which loneliness extends to solitude a state of being comfortable and content in your aloneness this sounds quite lovely actually he spoke of it with a twinkle in his eye he unpacked how this time was a blessing as one is given the opportunity to contemplate the human condition and matters of a spiritual nature this thinking is common to religious and spiritual people Abraham Maslow however a psychologist also spoke of self actualization and transcendence with transcendence being the highest psychological growth need this stage according to maslow is the highest and most holistic level of human consciousness and it is at this stage that interconnectedness of everything is fully acknowledged and experienced So with these perspectives I'm wondering if loneliness could indeed be a precursor for a time of complete interconnectedness of things a time of transcendence The thought is quite wonderful but at the same time I am drawn to my original musings of responsibility and I wonder then if loneliness an individual's inability to own their responsibility to themselves so in essence could the reneging of a person's ability to fully show up for themselves then result in you losing a part of you and could the loneliness one feels then be a longing for your whole authentic self as i walk this journey with my new teacher i look forward to many lessons i know i will learn And again, I'm always grateful for his presence in my life. This got me thinking about champions, about people who find it easy to marvel at the experience of you. People who champion your cause, people who will be there for you in ways that you can't be there for yourself. People who think the world is a better place because you are in it. People who make you feel alive, make you feel like you are able to do anything. Their sincerity and excitement about who you are and what you do fills you with renewed purpose and drive. Do you know what I mean? Do you have a champion or champions in your life? Now the thing about a true champion is that they are not there to just boost your ego. No. They allow you to see yourself through their eyes. They allow you to experience yourself as they do. That means 
that with the reveling comes the harsh reality of seeing your flaws, your blind spots and your traumas. Your champions in the process of championing for you show you everything you don't or can't see about yourself. Your flaws or humanness have no place to hide. A true champion will have those hard conversations with you. They will highlight those areas of your personality that need attention. They will highlight your unconscious behavioral patterns, patterns forcing you to interrogate those and better still, see what drives it and change it. They are actually wonderful mirrors of truth. I'm lucky enough to have two champions in my life. And this week, having the wonderful experience of the reveling of one that had me floating for days. No, not in the way the young people say four days. This had been emotionally charged to the point where life was wonderful and the world was a safe space, literally for three days. I walked around with thinking I could do anything and I did. This validation, acknowledgement, this witnessing of me and then reflecting it back to me inspired me to be better, to do better. I started to wonder about these special people. I like to call them unicorns. Their sincerity and honesty can be so brutal that they can force you to confront yourself and in doing so, you are better for it. What got me fascinated by my unicorn in particular is the feelings of pain and pleasure he is able to activate within me. As I mentioned, the high can last for days, but the low can extend for days too. The low is then coupled with heart palpitations, brain fog and general feelings of anxiety. Now I became fascinated by this recording the effects of the pleasure and recording the effects of the pain. I realized that while my unicorn created what largely was the stimulus, the response was all me. And taken from Viktor Frankl, I had to be mindful of the space between the stimulus and my response, if I was to completely rid myself of this yo-yo effect. After how amazing my unicorn made me feel by providing positive feedback about who I am and what I do, you may wonder why I would want to rid myself of the effects of this feedback. The reason is simple. I have over the years come to see that if anything external to myself has such a profound effect on my mood, my behavior or my functioning, then that very thing external to me has a level of control over me. This means that I could actually become dependent on the positive feelings it evokes within me. While not so much the external thing itself, but the feelings it evokes within me. And then, should the stimulus leading to the feelings stop for whatever reason, I would be left with feelings of perhaps despondency. The same principle applies to most things that have the potential to have a profound effect on one. Examples could be chocolate, comfort food, alcohol, infatuation, social media, exercise, gossip, gambling, drugs, compliments, any external validation, 
to name but a few. The pendulum effect between the high and the low when the stimulus is extended and withheld is what is concerning. These actions usually have an effect on the chemicals being released in the brain and it is this that affects one's functioning. So research led me to dopamine. Dopamine is the chemical being released when I have that feeling. I literally receive a dopamine hit and my mood is elevated. My motivation goes through the roof and I am more active. In essence, my baseline for these things is surpassed. This dopamine hit that I received had such a motivating effect on me that it got me researching other healthy, non-invasive ways of attaining this feeling. But what else it did was it made me realize that more of us need to be unicorns. Because if my unicorn made me feel this way, and if I could be a unicorn to a few people, and if this multiplies, then we have a race of inspired, motivated, happy humans walking the planet. Now I'm aware that this sounds like a contradiction in my thinking, since I want to rid myself of the external control that my unicorn have over me. What I'm suggesting is that we normalize positive feedback, acknowledge awesomeness when we see it, build those we come into contact with. Most of us as social creatures create a version of ourselves based on the feedback we receive. So, for example, if people seek understanding themselves better and changing their behavior because of the relationship dysfunction and the negative feedback they experience, could we then normalize positive feedback to encourage positive growth in people? Hence, more of us need to be unicorns. My week ended with a deep, inspiring conversation with an old friend from my youth. We contemplated the manner in which we have grown, yet still stayed the same. Without any judgment, I listened to a new way, or rather a new new to me way, manner in which people met each other, dated, sought, connection. I was amazed at this new world, this new thinking. And a new way of thinking was opened up to me. I was introduced to the world of Tinder. I found this completely fascinating. I listened in nothing short of awe as the whole model was explained to me. I marveled at how easily my dear friend and thousands like him sought human connection and actively sought to respond to their loneliness. Furthermore, I was forced to confront my own discomfort with the idea of dating. I was forced to confront what my friend highlighted as outdated old-fashioned thinking when I expressed my discomfort at the mere idea of putting myself out there in such a brazen way. Such a brazen way. Even my language is old-fashioned and uptight. In reflecting on my own discomfort afterward, I choked it up to a few things. My what may seem old-fashioned and probably anti-feminist idea of being pursued. My only dating experience had me pursued, so that was the that is really the all that I know. 
and the idea of anything other by my perception fills me with dread and discomfort second is that why i saw that there appears to be a short caption to complement the attached photo the whole model appears to be based largely on physical appearance which inspires one to reach out and then start chatting to the other person thereby getting to know them and then taking it further or not depending on the interest while this by and large replicates the real life dating model my discomfort was real i think in real life interaction one becomes aware of the subtle nuances of people long before actually talking to them things like the sound of voice laughter smile smell facial and other gestures for me that makes the experience richer and that determines attraction for me i wonder also if this is just my brain intellectualizing and rationalizing the experience because honestly the idea of tender terrifies me <laughs> yet again another paper tiger that i built in my mind based on could it be outdated ideas and thinking one thing i know without doubt is that i am not ready to slay that dragon further thinking and reflection is definitely required so in responding to my loneliness musings i have responded to it by spending a lot of time working on leaning into it actually embracing the wave when it rises and then trying to consciously unpack the feeling and meaning in doing so i started to deeply unpack many experiences in my life and actually started to work on healing my traumas in addition not to ignore the fact that as humans we are social creatures i have actively chosen to respond to this need for connection by creating opportunities for connection saying yes to coffees and lunches and visits inviting friends and family to meet visiting new places and doing things that interest me taking responsibility it has actually been incredible in the doing i feel like i have a semblance of control and in the social interaction i have been learning and seeing new sides of people that i know but since i'm accepting that everyone is my teacher i see them differently I must acknowledge with great humility and appreciation that a year ago this would not have even been possible. My level of readiness was non-existent. So what changed then you might ask? The answer is simple. My unicorn. My unicorn has helped me see myself through his eyes and in doing that helped me to recover a great part of myself. that I had suppressed due to my own traumas. So then again I say as you embark on this week be a unicorn help people to heal. So as I share this podcast I'm standing firmly and proudly in my vulnerability. This is in the hope that you will be inspired to do the same. to show up fully knowing that you could be hurt but doing it anyway 
embracing a fearlessness deep within you. Stay blessed and have a good weekend. Thank you.